Amen. Hey church, welcome to Amen Podcast, where we preach the good news of Jesus Christ and how it applies to everyday life. I'm Lokilani, your host, and today my husband Alex is preaching about how to reach the goals God has purposed for you. So what are your goals? Short-term, long-term, at your funeral, what do you want people to say about you? Are your goals God's goals? All this and more will be answered in today's exegesis of Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. Before we get into that, I just want to say thank you guys for supporting us as online missionaries and on land missionaries. You guys completely fund what we do, not only here on the podcast, keeping it ad free, but this message that you're about to hear is also going to be preached Sunday night at a house church Sunday service at our house live here in Hawaii. And because of that, we can have that service every week without you know, having to collect any tithes or offerings and stuff like that. It's just open for our neighbors and people all over the island to come. And it's a beautiful thing. We love it. Our, our kids love it. And we could not do that without the donations that you guys give financially at amenpodcast.com. If you can't um, help us in that way, one way that you can help us ministerially is to rate and review the podcast and then also follow us on Instagram uh, for updates and, you know, behind the scenes, shorts, reels, all that kind of stuff. So thank you. With that said, also Spotify, follow us on Spotify. Um, and yeah, let's get into it. Verse 19. Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen. The reason why we are talking about this today is because we must align our sights so we don't drift. We are so easily drifting away from God at almost every moment of the day. So how do we not drift? We're, we're sitting here on the side of the road next to the highway. There's only one main highway on our island. And yesterday I saw a car, a big uh, trash truck that had drifted off the road, got in some muddy, grassy uh, fields and got stuck. And it was tragic because it, it was almost about to flip over. And it made me think about, man, am I drifting? Do I drift away from God at times? I know the answer is yes. When you're surfing and the tide is, or when the current is moving really fast, you can drift. And I had a friend of mine who I was surfing with for the first time, and he was showing me how to align my sights with landmarks. And he told me, whatever landmark is closest to you, you want to, like a palm tree, for example, like the one behind me, if you're watching. Align that one with something way further behind it, a different landmark, say the peak of a mountain. And when that palm tree and the peak of the mountain are lined up, then you won't drift. You'll know exactly the perfect spot that you want to stay in. But if you look back and that palm tree and that mountain aren't meeting, they're not aligned, you know you've drifted. And I wonder if you have short-term goals, long-term goals that aren't aligned a lot of times in our culture, we can have young people uh, like yourself or maybe, you know, a young person that says, well, right now I want to make money. I want to be a kid. I want to YOLO. I want to you know, go to college. I want to enjoy my youth. And then when I get older, I want to be a dad, a Christian man, a Christian woman. I want to settle down, have a home, all that kind of stuff. 
And so you have some long-term good goals and you have some short-term bad goals. If those don't align, you're not gonna meet any of the goals. Or you'll say, okay, right now I'm gonna be a Christian man. I'm gonna, you know, focus on Christianity. But then after college, I'm really gonna focus on like my career and my money and, you know, getting a house and getting a nice car and, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. So then again, you have some good short-term Christian goals, godly goals, but then some long-term goals that are worldly. And at first they don't sound worldly, getting a house, getting a car, but is that what God has called you to do? God didn't call us to live the American dream. He called us to live for the kingdom. And so we have to have goals that where God comes first now and he comes first later. You know who had goals like that? Just passed away today as, as of recording this. No one has influenced this podcast more than Dr. Reverend Timothy Keller. He had goals like this. He has transformed my preaching. I remember the first time hearing his name, I was listening to a Lecrae song and he was like, pick up this book by Timothy Keller and read it. And I was like, who's Timothy Keller? And I looked him up, started listening to his podcast. His sermons have allowed me to see the gospel in such an applicable, applicable way. And I just, I can't tell you anybody who's influenced his podcast more than him. The way that I preach, the way that I um, have effectively learned to communicate the gospel so that it's hard hitting, but also you can take it home with you and say, I know this to be true. And this has helped me all because of Tim Keller. So uh, do this episode in remembrance of him. Um, I prayed for him and his wife today. And it's just so cool to think of like, you know, Paul and Timothy and Elijah, Elisha, and just people that older men in the faith have influenced and how podcasts like this, we get to carry on his legacy and continue to reach people in the name of Christ. And so super cool. We want to have our sites aligned like that, that our goals line up with our long-term goals, short-term goals. So here we go. We're talking about why we need God's goals, why we can't have God's goals and how to get God's goals. So let's do it. Verse 19 tells us, don't store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. What is this talking about? Well, it's telling us why we need God's goals. The reason why is because earthly treasure turns to trash. It says, don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth. What Jesus is trying to tell the disciples here at the Sermon on the Mount, when he's talking to his 12, he's telling them, if you store up stuff here on earth, they're gonna turn to trash. Worldly goals are all about gaining more earthly treasure, but one man's treasure eventually becomes his trash. Think about this. We throw away everything that was once valuable to us. I love, I love what What Up RG says in his new song. Uh, it's pronounced benediction in, in English, but the title for him is, I don't know how to say it in Spanish. I don't know. I'm not even going to try. You guys already hear me mess up words so much on this podcast, but it, it's benediction, but in Spanish um, looks similar, but it's a new song just came out. He says, started making decisions off of my convictions. Pray to God that when they see me, they could tell the difference. I'm not a rapper trying to brag about the things that I own. I'd rather put you on to God. I'm looking out for you. God only knows dog. I'm barely afloat. My heart was stone. What's a flooded out wrist to 
in eternity's scope. What he's saying is, I'm not going to be like other rappers where I preach about earthly treasures. And he ends it by saying, what's a flooded out wrist in eternity's scope? A flooded out wrist is like a really nice bedazzled watch. And he's saying, what is, what's the, I can't take that to heaven. These earthly treasures eventually become someone's trash. So what good is it to rap about those things? And that's why Jesus is saying, you need to have God's goals because earthly treasures are really just heaven's trash. All the stuff that we, that the earth and the world and the culture and sin values, all that stuff is going to be trash compared to what we're experiencing in heaven. Jesus is trying to get the disciples to understand that they are completely free from having to chase worldly pleasures and earthly treasures. Because God's goals promise us something. They promise us that the treasure that he gives us can never turn to trash. So if your goals are getting more earthly treasure, you'll live long enough to watch those things turn to trash. God's goals are eternal life, rewards of righteousness, enjoying God, thinking and talking about the things of God. You may be thinking like, okay, what are the world? What are, what are the heavenly treasures then, Alex? If you're saying that earthly treasures, the money, the cars, the fame, the success, the clout, all that kind of stuff, if those things are going to eventually turn to trash, they don't last. Jesus says, where moths destroy, rust destroys, thieves break in and steal, all those things on earth can be taken away from you. So what good is it to make them your heart's treasures? God's treasures are different. God's treasures are the ability to enjoy the word of God, talk about the things of God, conversate sing with a smile on your face when you hear worship music. God's treasures are eternal. There's no ending to them. Don't you see how free you are from having to chase earthly treasures? Here's an example. My son Amos was so shy to sing at church, at our house church. And one day he just looked around and saw the other kids and the other people singing. And he doesn't, he's homeschooled, you know, he doesn't really get to, um, he doesn't really experience things the way most kids experience them. And so as he's looking at them, that's Pepe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, Pepe. Hey, Josh. Um, as he's seeing them sing, he just started singing. And later when we were doing our evening devotional, I was playing a song for them. We were singing, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. And he tells me, you know, dad, like I, I was used to be embarrassed to sing at church. And now when I, now I'm not. And every night at our evening devotionals, he's singing with a smiling smile on his face. I even tried to end Blessed Be Your Name early last night. And he goes, no, we're not finished. We got to sing the chorus one more time. Because on the TV, it says that there was one more stanza left in the song. Um, I was doing the youth group version, trying to cut it short and get on to the next thing. But he was like, let's finish it. And he, sm he sings with a smile on his face. Now he's seven years old, almost eight in July. That's the kind of treasures that you get when you when your heart is chasing after heavenly treasures, that kind of stuff is priceless. Every night, Augie comes running out of his room. Mom, can you pray for me? Mom, can you pray for me? And it's so annoying, but it's funny because his voice is annoying, not the question. He screams it for some reason. Even in my notes, I wrote it in all caps to remember that he does it in all caps when he says it. And those are the kind of treasures that you get when you treasure heaven. We have a problem. We don't treasure heaven. We treasure trash. Here's why we can't have God's goals. If we need God's goals because earthly treasures turn to trash, mm -hmm. we can't have them 
because we treasure the trash. Look at verse 20. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves don't break in and steal. Jesus is trying to get the disciples to understand that the religious leaders that are around them, that they've grown up looking at, looking up to maybe in some ways, maybe feeling like, because some of them were fishermen, I'll never be as good as those religious leaders. I'll never be able to be in God's good graces. I can't be like those guys. Jesus says, those guys ain't it. Those guys are chasing fame. We talked about that in the last two episodes, but they're also chasing money. They're chasing treasures. They're, they're storing up for themselves earthly stuff. Jesus says, I don't want you guys to be like that. You guys are free from that. But now he has to break the chains in their heart that still love trash. The problem with the earthly trash, it doesn't look like trash. So we love it because it glitters. What does the saying say? Everything that glitters ain't gold. Earthly treasures glitter, but they're trash. God's treasures may not shimmer and shine, but God's treasures are truly, truly treasure. Think about the guy who found a treasure in a field, sold everything he had and bought that field. What is he saying? He's saying that treasure is worth everything that I have. No one knows it's there because it looks like a bare, random, unshimmery field. But in that field is treasures that are worth giving up absolute everything. And how much more might I find in that field? If I found one treasure chest, I'm certainly getting a deal if I'm selling everything to get what's in that field because there may be more treasure chests. And certainly for all of eternity, we will search without ever finding an endpoint. We will search and find and search and find and it'll never end. We'll keep on finding, keep on searching, keep on looking deep into the treasures of God because his treasures are endless. His treasures are infinite. That's what we have waiting for us. That's what we're already tapping into when we choose not to treasure trash. I want to give you a couple of examples of this because our goals reflect what we treasure most. We don't treasure heaven. We treasure earth. But what, what? So the question is, what do you treasure? But the question behind that, beneath that, deeper is, what will you be buried with? Because the word treasure that Jesus gives in verse 20 is the word that means, or can mean like a casket. It can be translated casket. And so a treasure chest for people uh, back then in the ancient world could be a casket. Because ever since uh, Egyptian pharaohs, they, people have been buried with their stuff. Gold cups, jewelry, diamonds, thinking why? Well, the Egyptians thought that they would be able to have these things in the afterlife if they were buried with them. Sorry to break it to you, Egyptians, those stuff are still in the ground. But you know what's crazy? People were still doing this in Jesus's day. People are still doing it today, guys. Burying people with their stuff. This is how much we treasure trash. Listen to this. Whitney Houston was buried with $400,000 worth of jewelry and designer clothes. Michael Jackson was buried with his white sparkly glove that you remember from Thriller. How much do you think that sparkly glove is worth? That sparkly glove, that sparkly glove could fund one orphanage for a year, probably, maybe two years. Frank Sinatra was buried with a bottle of Jack Daniels. Why? Bob Marley, buried with a guitar, a bunch of weed, and a Bible. What's wrong with that picture? What is off in that? 
We treasure trash to the point where people are getting buried with their earthly treasures. Don't you see the dilemma that we're in? The question that Jesus is asking the disciples is what are you gonna be buried with? I used to think that I wanted to be buried with my microphone and my guitar, or my microphone and my camera and my Bible. Because yeah, I love the podcast, I love what I do, but I, I don't wanna love those things more than I love Jesus. I wanna be buried with the remembrance that this guy that's lying here loves Jesus. That's what I wanna be buried with. Not my stuff, not my surfboard, not my skateboard. I wanna be buried with the idea that people look at that gravesite and they say, he loves Jesus. We're brought to tears thinking about Tim Keller dying because of what he gave us, he gave us the gospel. That's what he's buried with in my mind. So how do we get that? How do we stop treasuring trash? Here it is, verse 21. How to get God's goals, we have to treasure Christ. Jesus says in verse 21, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So what this means is, this is the formula on how to stop treasuring trash and how to start treasuring heaven so that you can have God's goals. You will have God's goals if you treasure what God treasures. He is the treasure. He treasures in the perfect unity, in the perfect community of the treasure of the Trinity, they treasure each other. God the fun, God the fun, sorry. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They treasure each other. If you treasure what God treasures, you will get the goals that God has purposed for you. And those goals are for good, not to harm you. Those goals are to give you a future and a hope. Those goals are to give you an abundant life. Verse 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What Jesus is saying is, if you're buried with your earthly treasures, you'll be destroyed with them and your life will be stolen from you. Think about it. If where your treasure is, your heart is, and your treasure is on earth, earth is gonna be destroyed. Everything on earth uh, falls apart. Things fall apart. If that's where your treasure is, Jesus says that's where your heart is is gonna be. You're gonna be committed to and devoted to whatever you treasure most. You're gonna think about the most, whatever you treasure the most. And so if you're thinking about things and treasuring things that are destined to fall apart, destined to be destroyed, jewelry, everything, destined to be left here on earth and not ascend into heaven. If you're treasuring any of those things, your heart is gonna be destroyed and your life's gonna be stolen away from you just like those things. He says, earthly treasures, they rust, they get destroyed, and then thieves break in and steal them. You'll fall apart just like those things. But the alternative is true. If you are buried with heavenly treasures, if you treasure heaven, you will rise to heaven and live forever. So what he's saying is to treasure Christ, we must give him our heart. We must line up our short-term goals with our long-term goals. What if we were able to go through college with the idea that right now I'm gonna treasure Christ and in 50 years, I'm gonna treasure Christ, no matter what that means. It means God comes first, before finances, before getting a house, before family planning. It's, it's God planning your family. It's not taking matters into your own hands. This is a, this is a, a, a crazy way to live. It's the most free way to live. It's the only way to truly live. In fact, you're not living unless you're seeking first the kingdom. 
we quote that all the time. That's like two episodes from now. But what it means is, is God really first? What are you, what are you treasuring? What are you going to be buried with? To do that, we have to look at Christ because he must be first in our affections and first in our thoughts. I saw this example in the commentary. When you fall in love with someone, that person is first in your affections. You want to be close to them. But also what happens next, as a result, they become first in your thoughts. You contemplate them, you think about them. Lokalani and I were just talking about this. When I run an errand, when she runs an errand, within a couple minutes of leaving the house, we're already calling each other. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, I forgot this or whatever. But sometimes it's just a thought that came to our mind that we really want to share with the other person because we love each other so much. Lokalani and I are first in our affections and we're first in our thoughts. God must be that way as well, spiritually. He must be first in our affections, first in our thoughts. But how do we get there? We have to look at how Jesus's life was destroyed and stolen from him so we could have the right goals. Don't you see Jesus was treated like God's trash so we could have God's treasure? That's the gospel. Jesus says earthly treasures, they get rusted, they get destroyed by moths, they get stolen. Basically saying everything on earth doesn't last. And Jesus came here and what happened to him? He was, it was like he was eaten away by moths. It was like he was rusting away on the cross. It was like his life was stolen from him. Even though he said, no one takes my life, but I lay it down. It looked as if he was treated as if he experienced the cross as if his life was stolen from him. What is going on there? Didn't he always treasure heaven? Didn't he always put God first? Why is he being treated like trash? It's so that me and you could be treated like God's treasure and so that me and you could have God's treasure. What is God's treasure? It's God. You get God. You get to experience God. If you have God, what are you lacking? Nothing. Nothing is impossible with him. What All things are possible with him. You have, the more you look at that, the more you look at what Christ did, the more you see how Jesus experienced the wrath of God, the holy wrath of God. God had to punish sin. He can't just, he can't just look over it and be holy and be righteous and be just. God is not unjust, the Bible tells us in Hebrews. The more you look at what Christ did for you, the more it empowers you to treasure him. I was, uh, I've just noticed this in my life that Instagram is always trying to get you to buy something. And we talked about this last night. The Hawaiian islands have gotten so materialistic in just six years. I think maybe because of the pandemic, people are like holding on to stuff even tighter because that was such a shaky time for people. But we remember six years ago, when we moved here, Lokalani remembers coming here as a kid visiting family. It was not a materialistic place. It was so counter opposite from the mainland where everyone's chasing money. Here, it was a very slow thing. People shared, it was much like the early church in Acts. No one considered anything their own. It was awesome. And we've seen it become so materialistic. And I've seen how God has protected our heart from that. Because when you treasure Christ, you, you don't covet, you don't envy, you don't get jealous. You know, on bad days, you're going to fall into that because, you know, you still have sin. Mm -hmm. But on good days, I've realized that, like, 
my friends can pull up in a brand new car and I'm like, oh, right on, that thing is sick. How's that? You know, and I'm not in my heart jealous. This is not how I grew up. This is not how I was in high school. It's not how I was in college. This is new. This is what God is doing in our hearts and what he can do in your heart. He can empower you to get on Instagram and say, well, that stuff's cool, but I don't need it. Oh, that girl has a cool outfit, but I don't need it. That guy has some sick shoes on, but I don't need it. You can live so open-handed when you treasure Christ. The only way that you can treasure Christ is you have to look at him. Look at his life. His life is too darn beautiful for it not to change you. His, his sacrifice is too crazily heavy and gracious that it, that it won't break you. The more you look at it, the more it'll break those things inside of you. Let me pray. Father God, thank you so much for your goals you have for us, God. We want your goals, not our goals. And we pray that you change our heart, that we might be able to indulge, God, in the satisfaction and the pleasures of heaven, both now and in the future. Help us, Lord, to treasure Christ so we don't treasure things that are going to perish. In Jesus' name, Lord, we think about you right now, risen, resurrected, sitting, sitting, ascended at the right hand of the Father. What does that mean? That means this works, God. That the gospel and trusting in you, trusting in God, it, if you will rise, we will rise. We will rise not to be treasuring the earth, but treasuring heaven. In your name we pray, amen. Welcome to After the Amen, featuring Lokalani Wilson. What is our question today? Our question today is, what are your goals? What are your goals? And I'll go first. This is just so good. And, you know, from time to time, my goals are being an amazing mom, being a great mom, being a great wife. Um... Even being just like a woman of God, you know, like an example to young women. But I think like all those things are great, right? But I think the greatest goal that any of us could ever have is to treasure Christ, is to love Christ, to know Christ. Like that should be our goal. And I love, you know, Alex has already shared how Tim Keller has impacted his life. And for me, it's quite the same. I mean, I don't listen to podcasts, but I listen to Tim Keller's <laughs> preaching podcast, preaching sermons. They just clip his sermons from his old um, church services and like they've been putting them on Apple and Spotify for years. And that's literally the only podcast, <laughs> podcast in quotes that I had ever listened to. And so he has just shaped so much of how we see Christ and how we see the word of God. And one of the things that he told his family in these last couple of days of his life was, I can't wait to see Jesus. And that is how I want to live, living a life where I cannot wait to see Jesus because I'm so deeply in love with him and not distracted by the things of this world. And I think of that, like when Paul says to live is Christ, to die is gain, like to die is gain because there we are, we're with Jesus. 
that's our goal. That's our treasure. But to live here, we get to um, share in his sufferings and we get to experience um, life as he did when he was on earth and to show that to others. And I think that's just such a beautiful thing and just a great way to have the correct focus on how we should be living day to day. And I, like for this first time, really saw that when um, I just realized how like fleeting this life is. And years ago, finally surrendered to the Lord. And I just fell in love with the book of Ecclesiastes. And I just happened to be reading it again right now as we're gearing up to start a new study. Alex and I are going to study Amos together. But um, I wanted to finish my Ecclesiastes study and just am reminded, like, it's just crazy how similar, how the Word of God, it just... it's just so supernatural <laughs> because I'm reading this and it directly applies to what Alex is sharing today. And um, just like Solomon realizing he had everything under the sun and he realized that it's just, it's fleeting and none of it is going to bring you joy. Just everything on this earth, you're, you're searching, searching to find joy by getting things, by doing things, by getting married, by doing X, Y, and Z, but it's all fleeting. None of it lasts. And he says, like, finally, his final conclusion and all that is to fear God and obey his commands, for this is the entire duty of man, for God will judge us for everything we do, including including every hidden thing, good or bad. So this life matters, and we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And so there's no better day to start living for Christ than today right now, after you turn this off, like it's time because we aren't promised tomorrow. Um, and the stuff can't save you. And so I just, yeah, my goal is to treasure Christ more and to look at the cross because honestly, when I start treasuring things on earth, more than Christ, it's like a slap in the face to him, like because he died and was treated as trash so that I wouldn't have to and so that God could see us as treasure. And when it's like, no thanks, like when we when we don't treasure Christ, you know, and I treasure any other thing, then I'm like saying no thanks, like, nah, that's okay. It wasn't that great. And that's that's horrible. I don't want to do that. So that's that's how I'm going to look to the cross and to just see how perfect and forgiving and loving and sacrificial that Christ is. He is our goal. Amen. That was beautiful. Definitely. I love that illustration at the end. I love what you said about Ecclesiastes. That's a great verse. That's the last verse of the whole thing. Wow. That's like his conclusion. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, I love that Ecclesiastes was written by a preacher. It says, in most translations, it says the words of the preacher. And um, it's because this kind of stuff has to be preached. It just can't be talked about. It says that right before. Yeah. Yeah, so heavy. The wise man's words are like goads that spur to action. 
the nailed-down important truths. Students are wise who master what their teachers tell them. Man, that's heavy. I mean, we see that in Star Wars. You know, we see the best students are the ones who master what their teachers are teaching them. And God is our master. Jesus, Jesus is our master, and he's laying down in this chapter six of Matthew, and he's going to keep on doing it throughout these verses, throughout chapter seven. He's going to just break down through the Sermon on the Mount how to master the life that he's left for us, the life that he's given to us. Um, and it's a life that is so simple, so freeing, so powerful, so beautiful, and so Christ-glorifying. And um, that's what we're all about here. So thank you, guys. Amenpodcast.com. We'll see you over on Instagram, see you over on Spotify, YouTube, Apple, and uh, we'll keep this going. But tell us, what are your goals? Emails, DMs, comments, uh, question and answer, response on Spotify. Uh, We'll throw us up on our Instagram story as well. Let's see your responses. What are your goals? We love you. We'll see you in the next one. Go out and be the church. Amen.